0: Brian Hart is the founder and president of Flackable. They are an award-winning public relations agency. He is the author of the forthcoming book, Credibility Marketing. Welcome, Brian. George, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yes. So
1: I am a public relations uh, strategist. Uh, I'm the founder of Flackable. Uh, we're a public relations agency located in Philadelphia, serving a national client base. And we're we're a very niche um, agency. Our primary focus is growing um, financial services firms. And more specifically, we do a lot of work in the RIA space, which is registered investment advisors. Um, Behind the work that we do, because public relations means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, what I focus on is a concept called credibility marketing, also in line with with the title of the book that I'll be publishing. Um, And what credibility marketing is, is it's the process of earning and leveraging third party credibility. And within my niche, working with these investment advisors, Credibility marketing is everything, but it's not enough just to earn the credibility. It needs to be woven into your branding and marketing verticals. So we bring the whole recipe together um, and produce, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, outstanding uh, results through that process. You have something personal, Brian. Something personal. Um, Well, I've been a lifelong renter and I just bought a house, so (laughs) I'm excited about that. Um, it is a wild time in the real estate market right now. Um, but I, I went in, I went in very businesslike. I think being an entrepreneur for the past decade, prepared me well for going into a market climate like this i came in bold and decisive and uh i think i had a little bit more luck in this market than i know a lot of other people who are looking for homes are are having because it is a bit of a struggle with such a low inventory and all the other factors that are contributing to that
0: bold and decisive i like it logical <laughs> approach you 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 learn from your clients who taught you in making big financial decisions you need to remove the emotions so i appreciate that brian all right so i'm interested in digging into all of this uh, i wrote down on my notes i'm curious how you suss out pr marketing i, I understand sales but what what are the intersections there if it, yeah, well, a
1: lot of it's a lot of it's with my background, you know, the, the credibility marketing concept was so natural to me because of my unique journey throughout my career. Um, you know, I, I studied um, public relations at Temple University um, and my senior year, I found a paid internship. Um, with a financial services PR agency. And I was like, this is great. I don't know anything about finance, um, but it's paid and the place looks legit and let's give it a go. Um, and that it was really that experience because these guys are amazing and, and I still have a great relationship with this firm. Um <laughs> Um, where I started my financial services PR career, um, but working with them um, and and seeing understanding that anything going on in the world is going to have a money angle to it was just such a cool You know, I, I did not I didn't realize back then how versatile financial services communications could be Hmm. uh, and how much creativity it allows for where you can connect the dots, whether it's a big story in Hollywood or sports or you know the housing market or yeah you know, anything else that impacts our lives you know that people focus on whether for entertainment or for just living day to day it's all going to have that money component so being able to put experts out there to to talk about to weigh in on these stories from that perspective is such a cool type of pr so that that's how i went down that path now when i graduated the job market was horrible. So I not only could I not get an, an interview with any public relations agency, you know, upon graduation, um, you know, there just wasn't anything out there. Um, and, and eventually I pivoted and found a financial services sales job. And and that's where I started my career. I took the financial PR experience from the internship, leverage that to get this financial sales job. And I was in the boiler room making 100, 150 cold calls a day. And it was such an invaluable experience because it allowed me to learn the business development goals of growing financial services practices you know, right from the ground floor. And it gave me a big advantage when I moved on from there and worked at a big a New York PR agency. And then eventually when I spun off to start Flackable.
0: I appreciate that. And invaluable, yes, but not necessarily the most fun in the world crushing the phones all day.
1: <laughs> Tell you what, a cold calling like that, you learn a lot about people. You learn a lot about yourself, um, you know, but uh but I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Um, it, it does make me a better communicator, a better businessman, um, and and just
0: better within my niche because I had that experience. Sure. So money touches everything. So really, uh, to your point, very invaluable that you got the 1st 10 experience, and there's so many different ways to to connect the dots. There's an art and a science behind most everything as well an art and a science between building a financial services clientele. And I imagine that there's an art and a science behind credibility marketing. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Maybe the metrics and how you think about that? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So, you know, some people look at...
1: Um, public relations through an advertising lens and PR agencies are some of the worst propaganda propagators of that, um, because there is a metric called ad value equivalence where these PR agencies will go out, get their clients quoted in places and whatnot. And at the end of the quarter, they'll come back and say, look, we got you. $2 $2 million of ad of ad value with with the PR efforts we did. It, it, it's I don't know how they do that with a straight face. I never bought into that metric because PR is not advertising. Advertising has its place. I, I you know, when people say is it should it be PR or advertising? I mean, uh, you know, for most businesses, it should be all of the above in a very strategic, integrated way Now not all of them have the budget for that. Um, but public relations is not advertising. Um, You know, public relations, the big thing that you get with PR versus advertising is the credibility factor. You know, think think of a billboard on the on the highway. Anybody who can write that check and have that billboard on the highway. So you're not getting credibility from that billboard. But a big feature, you know, you know, a, a feature in the Wall Street Journal or even your local paper or whatnot, that can't be bought. You know, if it's true journalism, that can't be bought. Um, so there is a credibility factor. And listen, you know, Wall Street Journal writes a profile on you. It's not a direct endorsement from the Wall Street Journal, but it kind of is. Um, you know, I mean, it's showing that they find you influential and good at what you do, as long as it's a flattering article. Right. So you know, <laughs> part, part of what it is, is there there is a. um you know, a a credibility control matrix when you look at public relations and advertising. Advertising, high level of control, lower credibility. Public relations, high level of credibility, but a much lower level of control. You don't get to go and editorialize an an, an article after it's been printed. Reporters, after they interview you, as long as they're good and, and and ethical, they're they're not gonna give you a preview or let you go through and edit it or add hyperlinks or whatever you want to do. You don't have that control factor, but you get the credibility part of it. That makes a ton that, of sense. That is, and and that's something I have to explain, you know, because you know a lot of a lot of the types of clients that I work with, especially those who are new to public relations, which a lot of the ones I work with are. I'm the first and only PR agency that they work with um you know with them i have to do a lot of educating out you know right from the get-go um and explain to them how journalism works you know i i, I always cringe when i have a client on their first phone interview and they'll they'll mid, midway through the conversation they'll say oh and off the record and then start saying things i'm like no you can't you have you you can't you can't say something and then say oh yeah by the way that's off the record that doesn't work that way (laughs) that's something i need to negotiate before i set up the interview um so but they see it on tv they think it's a thing they think it's some kind of legal protection so i have to educate these clients on you know some basic first amendment principles and and journalism and journalist journalism ethics you know believe it or not i mean these journalists are are by and large very ethical There's bad actors in journalism, but there's bad actors in every profession, my profession, your profession, and and everyone in between. Um, There are going to be the good ones and the bad ones. Um, Journalism shouldn't be characterized by the bad ones, because by and large, um, the majority of journalists take a lot of pride in their work, take a lot of pride in doing their work ethically, and they're very good at it.
0: I appreciate that. So. It's different than it was 10 years ago and completely different than it was 20 years ago. There's still New York Times and still Wall Street Journal and still, you know, whatever. Um, But now we have the Joe Rogan experience. He's the biggest journalist on the planet or the biggest outlet on the planet, however you want to think about it. So how do you go about figuring out where am I going to get George and his financial firm PR? hmm. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, w- there there are a multitude of factors
1: um, where you have value in earned media in and in an earned media strategy. And m- not every opportunity is going to check every box. Not, I, I'll take that further. I mean, no opportunity is going to check every single box. So you look at how many boxes you can check. All right. Are we talking about a topic we want to talk about? Um Is it hitting the audience that we want to that we want to talk to? Is there credibility behind the outlet? And how much credibility are we getting from being quoted or featured in this particular publication? Um, Are we going to get a hyperlink back to our website? You know, I mean, so when you're when you're when you're looking at an opportunity, there are so many different factors where you can get value. So you got to decide how many boxes do i need to check to make it worth pursuing this opportunity um you know and and that's what i help talk to my my clients about and you know again you know some firms especially the ones new to pr they're they're going to want to check every box with every opportunity and 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 it's my my you know duty to educate them that 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 if you want to check every box you're looking for that control factor that you're only going to get from advertising you're not you're not you're not looking for PR if, if you want to have complete control over, you know, an earned media placement, because at that point, it's not earned.
0: You got to for Facebook that. ads. Yeah. Which is awesome. and And, and okay. people should do that. So. OK, so. What are what are some of the other big misconceptions or and or what are the big opportunities these days?
1: Yeah, so. You know, one thing following the pandemic that that became normalized um, was for broadcast. And I'm talking about traditional broadcast, you know, some of the big cable networks. Again, I work with a lot of financial folks. So, you know, I'm looking at Bloomberg, Fox Business, CNBC and so forth. Um, What the pandemic did was it normalized being able to do appearances via Zoom or you know a related platform um so it made broad appearing on broadcast more convenient than ever because prior to the pandemic oftentimes they would want you going to you know either in studio in new york city um or going to a local you know syndicate network um where where you would you know appear via satellite from there so you know, a TV spot would be, you know, in the past, it would be at least a half day commitment. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, oftentimes it just wiped out your whole day anytime you were going live on TV. Now you're looking at, you know, just getting yourself prepped, you know, as long as you've got good equipment, good lighting. George, I already told you I'm, I'm in between homes right now, so I know my lighting's not that great. Uh, it'll be better <laughs> when I'm settled in. Um, but, you know, getting the good equipment, get, you know, getting the good lighting, the good backdrop and everything. If you've got all that, you know, you're looking at less than a half hour of your day when you're appearing on, on TV, you know, for a little five-minute segment. Whereas, again, before, that little five-minute segment would have wiped out half of your day, if not the entire day. No so doubt that's about a that. big oppor- that's a big opportunity I'm preaching right now
0: yeah for sure it is a, it's wild how our behaviors completely changed <laughs> in a very very short amount of time so yep in terms of cost is this something that I can spend a little bit and I can probably there's there's no limit on 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 what the high end of spending could be?
1: Yeah, so with, with public relations, um, there are different pricing models. One of the most common pricing models is a retainer model. And and that's the model that I do. Now my 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 retainer model is unique because I also have a credit system built into that, um, which I'm not gonna get into all that, but it's clients love it and it, it's fair. It kind of balances out the retainer. Some people don't like the retainer, but it all it also matches the retainer with with very measurable you know um um, output um so that's mine mine's kind of a hybrid retainer credit model um most a retainer you're gonna be signing up for a six month contract on at a monthly retainer you renew that contract every six months or so um there are practitioners out here out there who will work hourly um or project to project um and then this new thing and and i'm glad i'm glad you asked this question because this this is something i've written about uh i wrote a big op op-ed, op-ed expose in um pr week uh, a few years ago about this and this is something that has been deeply concerning to me is you've seen these guaranteed placement pr shops pop up where they say, guarantee you only you only pay when we get you published. And and I get why that would sound appealing, especially for a a brand that's never engaged in PR before. And they say, well, this is great. We know exactly what we're spending and exactly what we're getting. Um, The problem with that model um, is that the relationships that these companies who promote that model work under is they're largely either setting up These backdoor, unethical relationships with reporters and editors where they're giving them just money personally directly to that individual behind the publication's back to guarantee that they're getting played. So they're essentially collecting commission for approving something to get published and whatnot. And it happens a lot. And 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 you know, I I wrote a letter to the FTC. I wrote a public letter to the FTC years ago about it, right after I published that big op-ed. Um I, I hope they start looking into this because it is happening a whole lot. Again, these are the bad actors in the media that i talked about before Me- media professionals are overwhelmingly excellent at what they do and highly ethical um but there are bad actors and and the bad actors in that profession are some of the worst um so that anytime you see guaranteed placement keep in mind that 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 there should be some big red flags because some of their conduct could be vary from highly unethical to, to even illegal and that was something that i mapped out with my letter to the ftc
0: whenever i hear the word guarantee and absolute it just gives me just gives me uh gives me the willies for lack of a better term yep. so <laughs>
1: like
0: very few things are guaranteed if any and absolutely nothing is absolute so anyway excellent well brian thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you how can they engage with you
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, George, you, you mentioned my book earlier. Um that that's going to be published in early 2024. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Um if you want updates on the status of that, um, definitely follow me on Twitter. Uh I or, or X as, as it's called now. Um, I post on X a lot. Um, so um my handle is Brian Hart PR. Um I'm easy to find on LinkedIn if you want to connect there um, and then check out my website too. Uh, it's flackable.com and you can learn a little bit more about my work with, with, you know, financial professionals. And, and I do do work beyond that. You know, I look for folks where credibility is the hokey pokey, you know, when credibility is what it's all about. Um, I'm I'm probably a good option for your PR pursuits. I love it. Well,
0: if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Brian your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to flackable.com, F-L-A-C-K-A-B-L-E.com and check out everything that Brian's working on. Follow him on X or Twitter. It's Brian Hart, B-R-I-A-N-H-A-R-T-P-R. It says handle. And then look for credibility marketing early 2024. Thanks again, Brian. Yep. Thanks so much. Till next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.